Hi everyone, I'm Christina Lingham from the PEGS Europe Summit. I'm delighted to have the opportunity to speak with Paolo Acierto to talk with us about immune checkpoint and melanoma. He will be giving a talk at the Novel Therapies for Cancer track on November 3rd and 4th in Lisbon. Paolo, thank you for joining us. Could you summarize the highlights of your research? Yes, of course. So, first of all, at the moment, I'm, I'm a medical oncologist, and at the moment, I'm the director of the Melanoma Cancer Immunotherapy and Innovative Therapies Unit at the National Cancer Institute of Naples, Italy. Anyway, I worked, uh, before to have this position, I worked for several years, more than 15 years, uh, as vice director of the clinical immunology department. And of course, during my work and my life in this institution, uh, I worked on clinical immunology. And I treated a lot of patients, mainly melanoma patients, uh, with uh, vaccine, vaccine like peptide, vaccine like anti-idiotypic vaccine, and also with cell-based vaccine. We participated in an important clinical trial, the cancer vaccine, in melanoma and we enrolled uh, more than 150 patients. And so we collected a lot of experience. Unfortunately, in the majority of cases, this experience was not a factor because, you know, the Eastern vaccination, but we collected a lot of experience in such field, and not only with the vaccine, but also with cytokine, like interferon, IF2. So we, and uh, particularly my experience, was uh, about uh, immunotherapy and treatment of patients with immunotherapy. And of course, during these years, we worked also to some biomarkers and also molecular and immunological features of this different kind of cancers. Consider that one of my first work, when we treated patients with anti-idiotypic vaccine, and we monitored these patients with some analysis like the evaluation of the subset of lymphocyte. It was 1994-1995, and we observed that the patients who did not respond had an increase of the CD25 expressed on the T lymphocyte in the peripheral blood. This was so strange because you know that the CD25 is the receptor of IL-2 and is related with an activation of this cell. And at the time, we did not understand why, despite of this high activation, patients progressed and had no benefit. And after several years, and in 2002 specifically, it was discovered that the T-regulatory cell, and these are the cells with a high expression of CD25, probably at the time we observed that the increase of the T-regulatory cell was one of the mechanisms of resistance for some immunotherapy. So it's just to say that in the past year we worked a lot of immunotherapy, but today, of course, we know more, and some of the things that we observed in past years and also some reason of the in-success for clinical trial are now well known, and this is probably is the success of the modern immunotherapy. Have you gained insight from your research that in turn has enhanced your current efforts with immune checkpoint therapies? I think that the importance of translational research, I think. It's important that we should have uh, samples from our patients, biopsy and also liquid biopsy, because um, this can help us in better understanding the mechanism of action, in better understanding 
who are the patients who can reach a long-term survival, in better understanding who are the patients who don't respond to immunotherapy and the possible mechanism of resistance and how we can overcome this. So I think that the possibility to do translational research and, of course, the possibility to have samples from our patients, I think it's one of the most important things that we should do in our also practice. And this can help also the research. Consider that we will start very soon a clinical trial about the sequence in melanoma, the sequence with target therapies and monotherapies, and we will collect biopsy and also blood samples for these patients, baseline at some important points in the sequence in order to better understand what I just discussed. Can you outline what you consider to be some of the greatest obstacles in immunotherapy and checkpoint inhibition? The most important obstacle, of course, is the cost, because these are high-cost treatment and the benefit is not for all the patients. And, of course, this is uh, the most important obstacle. I think that will be important, of course, the biomarker will be important to predict who are the patients who can have long-term benefit. I think that the PDL1 is not the right biomarkers at the moment because, yes, patients who are positive PDL1 respond better, and we had a higher response in these patients, but patients with PDL1 negative can still respond. So we cannot forget about these patients because also these patients can be treated. So we need other kind of biomarkers. For instance, something like the macrosatellite instability that, you know, was found very interesting in patients with colon cancer and who were treated with immunotherapy. But in general, what I think that will be really important in the future would be the immunoprofiling, and this is a large concept. So this means that patients with a particular infiltrate in the tumor microenvironment or the presence of a specific gene signature, something that was already described about the interferon gamma signature in patients who are treated melanoma with embolisma. So this experience could, in my view, easily bring important findings that can help us in deciding the better treatment for the better patients. And of course, it will be important for selecting patients in order to optimize the cost. Another obstacle is, of course, resistance, because immunotherapy works, of course, in a very good manner, unfortunately not in all the patients. And the next challenge will be how to make cancer who not respond to immunotherapy in a cancer that may respond and respond well to immunotherapy. What are some of the most exciting recent discoveries in immunotherapy, and how has your work changed as a result? I think that, the, at least in the field of melanoma, because we have a lot of data today, the possibility to cure patients. So we know from the epilimumab history that with epilimumab, we can cure two patients out of ten, because an important meta-analysis which considered patients treated with epilimumab in clinical trial and also in expanded access program, the 20% of these patients is still alive at 10 years. So we can affirm that the 20% of the patients were cured. And this is amazing. Today, when we treat patients and we can communicate that you can reach a long-term survival at 10 years, it's amazing. 
of course, is just for the 20% of patients. But if you consider that only a few years ago, before 2011, a median survival for melanoma patients was between six and nine months, and only the 25.5% were alive at 20 years. Very few patients reached two years, and now we can say the 20% is still at 10 years. This is amazing. And with the PD-1 today, probably we can reach more. So the projection is uh, of about 40%. And with the combination, because this is another exciting recent discovery in immunotherapy, the possibility to combine two different checkpoint inhibitors, probably we can reach more in terms of survival, long-term survival. And, of course, we can combine immunotherapy with all the other tools that we are available, and also we can sequence these. It's, we, today, we can consider immunotherapy as the fourth pillar in the treatment against cancer. How do you see the future progress of immunotherapy and which approaches should be given higher consideration? I have uh, no doubts. It's combination. Combination means uh, not only to combine immunotherapy with immunotherapy. I just discussed about the possibility to combine, uh, for instance, ipilimumab with uh, nivolumab. But combination means to combine immunotherapy with all the other tools that we are available against cancer. This means with chemotherapy. This means with radiotherapy. This means also with target therapy. So consider that in melanoma, the combination immunotherapy with immunotherapy seems to work very well, but probably this is not for the other disease. In melanoma, chemotherapy is not so active, but is active in, for instance, lung cancer, breast cancer, ovarian cancer. Probably we can combine checkpoint inhibitor with chemotherapy. This is just in order to give you an idea about this possible combination. All radiotherapy. We know that radiotherapy may synergize with checkpoint inhibitor and make the efficacy of this uh, a little bit higher, and also with target therapy. Or we can also sequence the immunotherapy with target therapy. So combination approach, of course, and sequencing, because sometimes sequencing is also good and maybe a good approach, is the future, and of course, uh, we will have different approach for the different kind of cancer because uh, each cancer has a specific characteristic and on the basis of this characteristic, we should find the best combination approach that we can. Paolo, thank you for your time and insights today. That was Paolo Asierto of the Instituto Nacionale Tumori Napoli. He'll be speaking at the Novel Therapies for Cancer track this November 3rd and 4th in Lisbon. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to pegsummiteurope.com for registration information and enter the key code podcast. I'm Christina Lingham. Thank you for listening.